The Beloved Daughter Podcast, revealing God's heart through real life experiences. We've all said no to God at some point. I was just reminded of my many, many no's. No to being a Christian, no to living my life the way it was prescribed by religion, which in a way was saying no to God, really. No to following simple instructions of giving. Simple instructions of, well, they weren't simple, instructions on purity, holiness, righteousness, all those deep, heavy theological stuff. Saying no to Christians. Oh my goodness, yes. No. Said no so many times to God. Not in words, but definitely indeed in my heart. I said no. Every time I chose to do things my own way, I was saying a big resounding no. I was rude. I was dismissive. I was irreverent. But I just want to spend some time just talking about our many no's. I'll start with me. And I'm hoping that you will continue to have that conversation with yourself about your no's to God. Firstly, the big no, the first no is no that he no to his existence in the first place. No, no, no. There is no God out there. There's just too this world is just too ugly. It's too messy. It's just, it, it can't possibly be a God. That's one big no. A lot of us are still at. We don't want to believe that there is a God. We're open to other conversations and other interpretations and explanations about a higher power, another being, spirituality. But in terms of God, all seeing, all knowing, all powerful, creator of the universe, king of kings, lord of lords no no let's just not go down there it's kind of where the heart is and i absolutely respect that my no was probably less honorable because it was wrapped up in a false yes i was raised to not have an option (laughs) when it comes to when it came to god existing I was born with God being spoon-fed into my mouth before I started breastfeeding. You're a child of God, that's it, end of. And as I grew up, I wasn't, I didn't question it. And I admire people that I know in my life who took time out to question it. And some people kind of came out, you know, people came out different, different entry points, went in different entry points and came out different ways. I know somebody who questioned it thoroughly because she's just a cerebral kind of person. She's like, yes, I get it. It's something you get in your heart, faith. Yeah, but I still need to get this thing in my head as well. And she came out believing, like fully throwing her life at him. And then I know other people who were like, yeah, no, I've asked the questions, I've heard responses, and I don't buy it. I didn't even ask those questions. I just was like, well, okay, this is what it, this is what we do. Good. But my life betrayed that confession that I believed in God. I mean, my life just betrayed that completely.
So that was how I said no, by saying yes without meaning it. So I deprived myself of years of being true to myself because I just jumped at a yes because I felt like I didn't have an option and I was too lazy, is the honest truth, to question it, to question it. I just didn't. Another no that I gave him was when I did believe in him and was living for him, I said no to his love by not believing his love. So I became a Christian as a preteen. I remember one hot, very hot day in Nigeria. My aunt, um, I was spending the weekend with my aunt's family and she took us to a gathering, a church gathering on the beach. Beautiful. I still remember it was on the beach. It was just absolutely amazing. It kind of took away the, 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 the pain and the suffering from the punishing heat. And I remember this preacher pounding the pulpit and talking about hell. I mean, who would hear about hell and damnation and still be sat on their seat and not want to give their lives to anybody who would save them from that? The way I figured it at the time was, I've got nothing to lose here. I'll just secure my eternity if it exists and just carry on you know, because I was led to believe eternity, you know, salvation is yours, no one can take it away from you and all of that. You don't need to do anything. This is what, you know, I was taught at the time. Don't do anything. Just give your life to Christ and he'll sort the rest. I was like, right. I don't want to burn. Let's do this. So I gave my life to Christ. I was probably, what, 11? Probably 11. um, On that hot, sunny day on a beach in Lagos. For fear of hell and damnation, I gave him my yes. But I didn't open my heart to his, in fact, to be honest, I didn't even know that there was a love, per se. So let's put it this way, I didn't hear good news. I heard scary news. Forget what you're seeing on the news these days, COVID-wise. I was scared. So I, I heard, like, scary news, not good news. And I gave my life to Christ on the basis of, save me jesus i don't want to burn but my heart was walled off for many years later to even the concept of his love every time the songs will come up at church um jesus i love you and all that kind of sunday school songs and jesus loves you this i know yeah just words to be honest i didn't even I wasn't even aware enough to care that I didn't mean them as I was singing them. It was just a thing you do. I was just like, well, my, my, my eternity is secure. I'll keep showing up here whenever my parents bring me to this place. But i got a life to live. And that was the mentality. I mean, I simplify it. Obviously, nobody's ever that kind of one-dimensional. But that was pretty much how it was. And then even growing up as a teenager and, you know, being in church, church life was culture for me. Church life was comforting. It was the safe space to be. It was the right thing to do to go to church. I mean, there were times I did all sorts of, you know, unmentionable things on a Saturday night and then rocked up at church on Sunday. Just, oh, Lord, save me. Please don't take this salvation away from me. And then, you know, repeat the following day, the following week. You know, I mean, my life was peppered with the odd midweek service at show up on a Wednesday and all of that. But there was no love. There was no love in there. It was legalistic. I just wanted to be seen to be doing the right thing. I was making an effort. I was trying. I kept falling multiple times. I just couldn't 
stay up i just kept falling and falling i was trying and trying to get this christian thing on lock but i couldn't and that was because i had said no to his love without even realizing it i kept saying no i heard all these incredible messages you know sunday after sunday wednesday after wednesday you know and they were brilliant and they helped me they really did because I didn't just wake up one morning and decide I'm going to love God. All of that, all of that was a build-up. It was evidence of God saying, as long as the least you can do for me as part of this relationship that we're building is to keep showing up, I'm going to keep at it. Keep knocking on the door of your heart to get you to not only hear that I love you, but see it, feel it, and really attract your heart to respond to to believe it and to accept it and that's really in a nutshell my life in the past couple of decades god just not giving up on me so my yes and my no's my no yeses kind of evolved to become Uh, you know what, I'm going to go for this. And I'll save that story for another day. But I just wanted to put this one out there to get you thinking about your nose, not your actual nose on your face, but how we keep saying no and why we keep saying no. Is it it, it just a done conversation we don't want to revisit and we've taken on an identity as just no i don't want to i don't i don't want to dare to believe that there is more that there is there is a god and just to get us to question that decision just one more time but this time a bit more intentionality with a bit more of an open mind with a bit more of a objectivity not based on the people who claim they have said yes not judging god by his people which is totally fair but just 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 approaching god directly for who he is and who he says he is yes christians really give god a bad rap and it's you know i can't i can't deny that but they're flawed you know and it's by his grace that they get to even be called his children his representatives and he's working through all of our flaws with the vision and the determination to get us all to a place where we are right but we're all on that journey so please just approach god for god right and just 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 you know there's a scripture that says taste and see that the lord is good and that's just really what this episode is about just to get you to for a moment reconsider your no and just drill deep you know over time just keep revisiting the reasons for your no have a clear reason as to why your no is a no and have a consideration of somebody who has a real and genuine yes i hope they're not few and far between to find not not too not not too rare in your life but there are people whose yeses are so real so genuine that there is no sort of pretense no sort of airs and graces and faking it trying to win you over 
And if there's no one who models Christ sincerely in your heart, in your life, why don't you just ask God, just dare, fair enough, you might not believe, but just just put that out there and be like, if you're real, make it real to me, let me see. And let's see what God does to get your no to turn to a yes. The Beloved Daughter Podcast, revealing God's heart through real life experiences.